Hello and welcome to Two Schools of Thought. This is co-host Nick Roby. I'm joined by our other co-host, Chad Sakata. Chad, how's it going tonight? We're doing good. I uh, just uh, recovered from COVID, but I can't smell or taste still. So, you know, uh, life is uh, without meaning, but it's okay. Uh, we're doing great. Feeling good. Ready to roll. Yeah. You know? Well, good. Well, glad. Yeah, glad you're feeling better. And um some some crazy times that we're living in for sure. So I know we've gotten to watch some football. We both had some some busy schedules coming up. You know, just sometimes life happens, and then you're like, "Well, here we are." So, and then yeah, there's I'm not a lot sure. of. Did September happen? I, I think I just I don't really know what happened for the past month, to be honest. Yeah, it just it really flew by. So I know it has for y'all in listening world, um, but. We're excited. We're here. We want to talk some football, and we really do want to keep this a regular thing. So the plan is to keep moving forward, and thankfully things, I think, will start slowing down for us so we can keep coming with y'all. But in the meantime, there's been a lot of football that's happened. Um, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure in our first episode, I said Clemson won the national championship, and that's not going to happen, so it's fine. I'm fine. You know, it's okay. I'm fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> I'm just glad if we can score 20 points, it's, you know, it is what it is guys. You know, sometimes you are like, feel really confident and other times you're like, I did not see this coming. So I can, I can say I did not see this coming for my team. So yeah, Chad I, and I, I, well, I was going to say, you know, Nick, I, I, uh, I texted the other day and I just said, Hey man, uh, we're just going to go ahead and take my final four predictions this year we're just like going to copy and paste it for uh next season and we're just going to pretend that this one you know it's just we're, we're just going to forgive this one forget it ever happened and uh, yeah, yeah yeah you know just move them to next year you know just mark me down well, for next year it, it's it's like a, it's the it's the buffer you know we had a weird year and then there's some ramifications of the weird year after so next year is when everything is going to be more normal you know? that's right yeah yeah i mean it's fine you know, we have Iowa in the top three and Cincinnati might actually make the playoff and Clemson drops out of the poll after winning to an unranked San Diego State by week San Diego State. So it's fine. AP poll, AP poll, I'm a little bit mad at you and you you know who you are. But because you this makes zero sense right now, but it's fine. Honestly, after Alabama, Georgia, you can just. You can just throw teams up against the wall and it'll be like at least close enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll get yeah. there. We'll get there though. You know, we'll oh, get yeah, there. Yeah. you know, we'll, but you're right. I think it's, it is over the first, you know, few weeks of the season, we've definitely seen a separation uh, between those top two teams and everybody else. And um, you know, it, in some ways it probably shouldn't come as much of a surprise. If you look at, I love looking at those, um, composite scores of how talented a team is, uh, you know, based on recruiting rankings uh, of guys that are currently on the roster. And I think for the past like three to four years in a row, it's been Alabama and Georgia. And really I think it's been Georgia. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. they've had a couple of number one classes the past uh, three, four years. And so they've been number one in that. And then Alabama's been number two. Uh, so really should come as no surprise that they're the two that are at the top uh, and and looking pretty good uh, along the way while everybody else is Lord knows what the rest of us are doing. Let's be honest, but well, some weeks it's not football. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we can we can get into this too. Um, I think this is this is in recent memory for me one of the most unpredictable years of college football that I can remember. I mean, because you have Alabama up up front, but if you were going to sit here and tell me like some of these teams in the top ten or top, some of them are there, but then other ones are like. I wasn't expecting Michigan State to be as good as they are or or Penn State to bounce back like they did or Iowa. I mean, it's just very interesting to see how these teams are doing. And then you have other teams who have – like Oklahoma struggling on offense like Clemson. I mean, Clemson, Oklahoma's offense, like you, you're used to them replacing people now. That To see that struggle has been very surprising. Um, I know you have – Ohio State's won some games, but you know I know you have your own. I'm sure concerns that you're looking at. So it's just it's just a very interesting year, and so trying to talk, it's just a very interesting year. Also, start a podcast too of trying to talk about it. So that's true. That's yeah. true. I mean, it's literally you. You can take every you know if you listed every team in the top 25 on a piece of paper, threw them into a hat, and you just go, hey, we're just going to pull six or seven of you out. And that's who's going to take an L this week. And uh, it's just going to be random. But that feels like what's happened each week this season. Uh, yeah, and you're right. Just there's – I mean, I have to say we basically replaced our defensive coordinator after losing to Oregon. Like two games into the season, we said, hey, you know what? We're going to have a different guy call our defense uh, that's on staff. And – um and let's see what happens. Let's just get crazy. Uh, I think they're doing a little bit better, which is kind of fun. But you also go, eh, let's take it with a grain of salt. You know, not not exactly a murderer's row the last three weeks for the Bucks. Uh, but yeah, it's been it's been wild. I mean, and then to see Oregon struggle the way they did and lose to Stanford uh, this past week, you go, all right, well. I, I thought maybe Oregon actually was looking pretty good and seemed like they made it, they had put it together. I like what uh, uh, Cristobal is doing up there. I like the mm-hmm. culture that he's set. I like the the way that his team carries themselves. Um, I said, hey, maybe this might be it. That you know they've recruited some of those guys on the on the defense that that can really get after you and um, guys that that your Ohio States and Alabamas and Clemsons and Georgias all tried to get. And um, and Oregon got them. So, uh, yeah, weird, weird year uh, to talk about college football. Um, yeah, there's been some big disappointments, right? Uh, also, like Wisconsin, we all thought they were going to be good. I uh, thought they were going to, you know, challenge in the West. I think both of us had them mm-hmm. winning the Big Ten West division. And uh, that's not going to happen. I think we could say that fairly confidently at this point um you know we both thought and there was a lot of other people out there that thought hey unc the tar heels you know we're gonna actually have a chance to 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 maybe knock off your tigers in the acc championship game uh but now i don't know if they even get there um you know and then and then southern cal i said they were kind of my you know trendy dark horse pick i think i put them in my top four Oops, but uh, they have not looked good. Uh, they have not looked good either. Um, so yeah, there's uh, 
Oklahoma might have a defense, but Oklahoma might not have an offense. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it was listed out. I think all of their wins have come by at least under double digits, maybe even like eight points or less, like a score or less mm-hmm. every year. Um, which, which I mean, they're winning, but it, we're just used to them blowing out people, and so it's just very interesting. And then you got the big game with them with Texas this weekend. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of happens with that. It's hard to know, man. I, there's just been some weird things. I think just, I think the thing that surprised me the most, like when we talk about like just all these different things that have been surprising have just been like, I I just don't remember a, a season where like the media is like, I feel like, you know, I've been really, I was really trying to try to keep my ear to the ground of what was going on. And definitely the, like you, you've already said some of it, but like the teams, the people I was expecting to be really good. It's just very interesting to see how different it's kind of turned out other than, you know, you have your Alabama or so. I mean, even with Georgia, like they've been really good, but also like after Clemson, they haven't played this like crazy schedule. So it's just, it's very interesting. And I think after, those two, I mean, just seeing when you have a conference like the Big 12, Oklahoma's won six in a row. You have ACC, Clemson's won six in a row. And then you have the Big uh, the Big 10, Ohio State's what, won four in a row. Four and in a row. All, all of those streaks are very much up in the air. Yeah. I would say even more so for the Big 12 and ACC. I think those that's what's more interesting to me. Not interesting, but like been some really surprising. It's just – not seeing some of these teams take the next step up and which interesting after a whole year off of having a more typical off season, you would have think maybe last year and you're seeing, I don't know, just some loss of just upperclassmen. And then you don't have young guys who are used to a typical season. And then you have crowds that are back. I think that's also been really interesting to, to note of, players who played last year, but then people who then have to play it versus a crowd and how much the crowds have affected games, you know, it's just, it's really fun to have back, but then it's crazy how much that's really affected um, different games and everything. Well, I think something too, that, that probably is not getting talked about a whole lot. And, and so I don't know that you can measure this, but you, it was that free year of eligibility. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, you mm-hmm. look at how many guys came back uh, across the board, and that's got to do some interesting things, I think, to team chemistry. Uh, that's got to do some interesting things to culture and locker rooms. Guys that maybe thought that they were about to get their chance, and then, oh, well, you know, fifth-year senior linebacker gets a six-year. Well, he's coming back, and, you know, now then you've got two young guys who are – potential studs are in the transfer portal, you know, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so you're kind of mm-hmm. going, it's, it's, uh, th- I think that is probably playing into potentially some, some team unrest out there. Um, I have no, you know, like I was just thinking this when we were talking about, when you mentioned Texas and Oklahoma, I have no real reason to think uh, that this m- may actually happen, but I'd be interested to see, uh, because of the closeness of all of Oklahoma's wins, if they lose this week, do they suddenly then go and lose 
two more in a row after that or something like that. Now I don't, I haven't looked at their schedule, but that that's the type of thing. It feels like either they're going to keep skating by and, mm-hmm. and then, you know, do the typical Oklahoma thing and get in the playoffs and get their doors blown off. Mm-hmm. Or are they kind of hanging on by a thread right now? Um, are they, you know, you, you had their fans this week chanting, we want Caleb, put in Caleb, uh, you know, their, their stud freshman quarterback uh, over Spencer Rattler. And um, that'll just be, that'll be something to watch, something to keep an eye on. Um, yeah. I'm, so right now, just I, I just, I pulled this up. As of right now, we're recording this on a Monday night. So they're a three-point favorite in Dallas against uh, – Texas. Okay. They then host TCU, but TCU is one of those teams that can sneak up on you. And if oh, yeah. they lose a close game, I mean, even though they're at home, TCU could surprise them. Um, then they go on the road to Kansas, so I think they'll they'll win that one. They're safe but, there. Yeah. But then they host Texas Tech, who's four and one. Now I don't think like it's something crazy, but I mean. Some of these teams, I mean, they, they, I could see it being a little fragile. I mean, I'd be very curious to see how that happens. I don't expect them to lose, but also with this year, right. you just don't know. And and you could you could very much see Spencer Rattler maybe trying to force something or, or, or trying to make things happen, and then it almost makes it like a can make it worse. So I think that's the thing this year is it's the teams that can be the most consistent. That's a big thing already, but the teams that are most consistent because there are some teams that fluctuate so much. Like you have UNC who you talked about who is blowing out people at home and scoring 50 plus points. And then they lose what 40 something to 20 something to Georgia tech. Like where does that come from? So UNC is just kind of all over the place and yeah, the ACC is just very interesting and that's just makes me, it makes college football really fun, but it's, I think it also, it's just, I think this is a, just a PSA for me. I don't know. And just a good reminder for everyone. Like I don't want college football to get, it's getting so focused on the playoff that we're missing the pageantry of the actual season and that, and and the playoff is going to work itself out, you know, like, otherwise it's like, is that really fun to just talk about the same couple teams all year long? And even when our teams have usually been in that, like that's not as fun. Like what's more fun is talking about these different matchups or seeing Auburn go on the road to Penn state and play in that environment and seeing a big game. And like, that's like, that's what we want to talk about. Not like is the Clemson dynasty over fine mom, which it's not, by the way, you're just (laughs) a little salty. Um, but you know, so that's that's what's been really interesting to me. Um, but Chad, so we had talked about this. Who, I mean, and if, if we can talk about a top six, but obviously we have our top two. I mean, who would you rank in the top five, top six right now? Since I mean, they've kind of been all over the place. Yeah, uh, man, it's it's so interesting because again, like we said, the top two, Alabama and Georgia, um, they're they're. They're rolling. And um, now I don't think that, that uh, those are two teams without their warts, without their their mm-hmm. their flaws. Their flaws are harder to find, right? Um, maybe Georgia's isn't as much. They don't have a great offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we were talking about how 
Stetson Bailey, their backup quarterback, threw 11 passes and they, you know, and they, they beat down Arkansas, um, which I'll be honest, I don't know that Arkansas uh, was that good. I think they're good. I think they're improved. I like what Sam Pittman's mm-hmm. doing over there, uh, but they certainly were not the number eight team in the country. Uh, there's no way that they were the number eight team in the country. Um, you know, their best win was over an A&M team who everyone propped up as being, oh man, th- they, this might be the year for A&M. Uh, but really, honestly, I feel like everyone out there, especially in the kind of mainstream media is always looking for that SEC West team. That's going to challenge Alabama and finally knock them off the perch. And, and they just kind of mm-hmm. take turns rotating through propping somebody up. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so then it becomes a big ranked win, but like, you know, that A&M team just lost to Mississippi state who is not good. Uh, and so, um, anyway, I think, you know, you've got Alabama, you got Georgia, uh, after that, I, I do. I'll say I really like how Iowa is playing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they've got to be the number three right now. I think they uh, should should be considered the favorite in the Big Ten. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, but they're just playing on a really high level. I mean, they dismantled a Maryland offense that was playing very efficiently. Uh, if you looked at the statistics. Uh, they were moving the ball at will on folks. Mm-hmm. That again, not a murderer's row, but they were doing some things that mm-hmm. that Maryland needs to do as a team, and that you like to see them do on offense. And and Iowa just absolutely annihilated them. I think it was what they had like five picks or something on the game, or four oh, picks, wow. something like that, and you know a whole bunch of sacks, and it just uh, dismantled them. Um, so I. They have five. Yeah. So I think Iowa, I think they're, they're definitely number three. Um, here's where it gets, I think a little convoluted. Um, I think you got four teams that you can legitimately say, uh, and, and you can make an argument for a fifth one um, that are vying for that fourth spot right now. I think it's mm-hmm. Cincinnati uh, with a really, really good win. Uh, over the Irish. Uh, I've liked the way that the Irish played defense all year. Uh, but, uh, man, Cincinnati kind of bullied them around in their own stadium mm-hmm. all day. Mm-hmm. And um, so I like Cincinnati. Uh, I like I like Penn State. They are playing well. I don't think – I don't know uh, if they have what it takes to, to get the job finished. Um, they do come to Columbus. They don't host the Buckeyes this year. Uh, and, and this week we're going to learn a lot about them because they go to, they go to Iowa, uh, this week. And so gotcha. that's going to be super interesting. Like my eyes are going to be on that game for sure. Um, and then I think you got the Buckeyes in there, especially mm-hmm. if that defense is actually, you know, doing better watching them the past couple of weeks, uh, with the change in, in play caller and, and there's been a slight shift in, in defensive philosophy. Uh, they've been back back. They're playing fast and having fun now and enjoying being on defense. Uh, and so that's good. And then, and then, you know, Oklahoma is still there. Um, you know, Spencer Rattler was the quarterback last year. They were lighting people up and Lincoln Riley was still the head coach. So, you know, they've got pieces. Um, mm-hmm. They do feel like an offense that, that, uh, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll unlock it at some point. I feel like, um, so, like we said, it's interesting that it hasn't happened yet. 
but that's who I would probably put as my top seven. Uh, you know, again, if you wanted to make an argument, I, I certainly would allow for argument of, of having Oregon in the consideration for that fourth spot also uh, mm-hmm. with them going to Columbus playing mm-hmm. what is essentially a 9 a.m. game for them in the horseshoe. And, um, and, and yeah, I mean, they, that in some ways that, that game, especially in the second half, wasn't ever really in doubt, even though it was a one score game. Uh, and so you could make an argument for Auburn being in there um, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, what about you, Nick? What do, what do you think on, on the top six, seven, Eight, ten, whatever yeah, you want. To say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think. I mean, right now, I, I think it's hard to. We're in a spot. You're right because we are starting to sift out some teams. I think right now, those are probably the top teams right now. Maybe I would maybe say it maybe in a different order, but not even to say how you said, but just I'm looking at the AP poll right now. Um, I mean, even like just throwing out different teams, we have Michigan. Um, but they haven't played. I mean, they played Wisconsin, but Wisconsin's super downs. They don't have a ranked yeah. win yet. You have Michigan State, who's played a lot better, but is their best win Miami? Which is that even a best win right now? <laughs> so, I I think a big thing I would switch is I would put Georgia one um, based mm. on the year, and I think Alabama is getting just taking it in. Not that Alabama is not good, but if we're going based on the year then I think you kind of have to give it to Georgia because if we're really going on to like rank Clemson number two, they beat number eight, Arkansas, shut them out. They beat a, a bad Vandy team, but they beat them 62 to nothing. Like it wasn't just like, I mean, they ripped their hearts out, you know, yeah. like, so if we're really going off of that, like, and they legit against Arkansas, he completed seven passes. Like we talked about that. Their backup quarterback completed seven passes, and they just basically ran the ball up the middle and said, can you beat us? Their right. tight end literally blocked three guys on the goal line. I don't know if you saw this play. I did he see legit, that play. <laughs> He legit blocked three players. If you haven't seen this play on the goal line, look it up. I'm not kidding when I say that. Um, so I'd probably switch that. It's Iowa. I don't know how you can be really underrated and be another three-team in the country, but Iowa is really good, and you're right. This this Penn State Iowa game is not being talked up enough of like what is happening this weekend. And I'll be very interested to see that. I think I trust Iowa more than I trust Penn State. Um, well, it's not, at Iowa. And it's at, yeah, at Iowa. That place is really tough to play. It's mm-hmm. underrated. They're going to play strong defense. And I think I just, I just, I trust them more. And not that Auburn's not like bad, but they're decent. But I mean, Penn State was very much in that. I mean, that, that was a very tight game. Whereas, I always just felt more in control this year. So, yeah. But I think you have to put Penn State up there. I would, I would put Cincinnati probably four because of that win. Going on the road to Notre Dame is really tough. And Cincinnati, like, they're playing really well. I'd say that I probably would, I probably would keep Oregon. It's probably six just because you lose to Stanford in overtime. But at the same time, like, your win you talked about is really good. And, you don't want to overact either too much where I'd say Oklahoma hasn't looked super great in their wins. And I think the head to head matchup for your Buckeyes, unfortunately, it, yeah, right round. I, I think if you're splitting hairs, I think that's the hair you split. And I'm just, a, I'm just a big thing of like, like, yes, you lose, but like, I, sometimes it feels like you overreact to like what happened. And so it's still very early, but 
that's what would probably happen. I would probably say Georgia should probably be number one right now based on if we're just talking about this season of what's been happening. And like, I would say like Ole Miss is decent, but we also like we I think we way overrated them versus like what they showed on the field, you know? So oh, yeah. So that that that's where that's where I'm kinda at with that. This is where Nick, I have a special uh there's a special place of hate that I have for uh preseason polls and uh preseason odds and all that. I think uh <laughs> you know it just it colors things in a way that certainly we talk about that, right? Mm-hmm. And and if we're being honest, like that's that's one of those things where I think that college football has an edge over the NFL in that there's no preseason rankings for the NFL. Like none that people actually pay attention to or that ultimately matter for anything. Right. But in college football, your preseason perception of a team based on what 62 writers or 65 head coaches or whatever it is, uh, what they say um, that colors your view of that team for the next three months four months. Yeah. Um, so sometimes I, uh, I love that that sets it apart from the NFL, but I also super hate preseason polls and think we should just come out with the first polls uh, in mid October um, mm-hmm. or November 1st, you know, and, um, and, and let's just roll from there and just be able to enjoy it. Um, because you're right. Like, uh, yeah, just the, the body of works, um, you've got to be able to consider that uh, without being colored by, you know, well, Ole Miss, you know, someone had to be number 12. Or with Arkansas, well, somebody had to be number eight, mm-hmm. you know, and it just happened to be their turn. Well, that's not a great enough reason to say that that's a good win necessarily. But um, either way, you know, the SEC championship game is going to be phenomenal this year i think oh i mean i i think you can make a strong argument that that is the pre-national championship game because oh. if, you, if you win that game you're in the driver's seat and that's where it is um we're i i don't want i don't want us to go too far and not talk about this game because this is this is pretty amazing kentucky beat florida at home for the first time since 1986 wow I didn't realize they it was play, that long. They play at home. They play in the same division, so they play like every other year. Kentucky is now five and zero and ranked, I think, sixteen in the country. Yeah, they jumped from unranked to uh, to sixteen. Yeah. So you want to talk about? I heard this. I've heard this joke on the radio, but like it was uh-huh. like how Kentucky and Florida State have switched schools, where Florida State's now a basketball school and Kentucky's now a football school. <laughs> But like that's that's the beauty of college football is you have that. Whereas Kentucky is now, you could argue the second best team in the SEC East and the biggest oh. threat to Georgia. So does that mean they're actually going to win? I don't. I mean, I don't think so. But but it's so. a it's a fun story. Like it's fun. Right. To, I mean, I'm I'm excited for them. So and then you have undefeated Wake Forest, which is very weird for me. Um, I mean, there's there's four Big Ten teams in the top ten. Four, yeah, in the top yeah. ten. That's wild. It's fun. I mean, Michigan, I like Michigan it. State's at eleven. Yeah, it's parties at eleven. 
Yeah. So, so it makes it it makes it very interesting. Were any ACC teams ranked? Yes, yes, there are, Chad. <laughs> I heard I heard that sarcasm in there. Um so yeah. Jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's and he and then this and this is where and then this is again, this is kind of what we can talk into a little bit of when you have these preseason rankings and there's this appearance of there's been a long narrative with the ACC of okay, you have Clemson. But then, and everyone else is, is a much tier lower that it's honestly right now, it's like, can we get a second ranked team ranked? You know, usually. And now the flip side is Clemson's not ranked, and you have uh, Wake Forest is undefeated at 19, and then you have NC State at 23. And so, Man. but then you don't have anybody, that's not known from the coastal. So That's it's crazy. like, who's going to win the Coastal? So it's not like, and Clemson still has a strong path to the championship game, but it just makes it very interesting as as you start to look at this and, you, you know, you start to wonder, is like, is some of that just national perception? You know, North Carolina was ranked top 10 coming into this, which I probably thought was a little too high for them based on what was coming you in. Say and, just, and just how much they lost too, you know, but NC State's a good team. Um, Again, Wake Forest a hard time, but those guys can play. They're well coached. I mean, that's me a tough. Like we have to play them like at home, and that could be very much for you could argue for the ACC. So, I there is it is a stronger and stronger chance of the ACC might get left out of the playoff this year, but it happens to everybody. So, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised. But man, I'm. Honestly, right now, you just it's very one week at a time from my perspective because Clemson's very like <laughs> try, trying to focus on the team in front of us. And I'm I couldn't be happier for a bye week than I've been in a long time. I don't think we, you need to focus on the team in front of you. I think you need to focus on just, you know, how do you move the football like one yard at a time? <laughs> well, the great part is we can stop people. The other problem is we just can't. That's true. We can't get out. Yeah. It's. For those of you who listen to Crumson Radio, it is the most like it is so interesting. Everyone's like trying to dissect what's happening, what's wrong. And it's also like, guys, like we have a whole new team and we've lost two games. It's not like we've like I think people are just so worried that that Clemson's losing its like a predominance of like performance that they've been happening that it's like we're not going we're not going back into six and six all the time. Like we're just having a down year. You know, and in yeah. a, a down year could be like nine and three, like that's that's a great year for a lot of teams. So <laughs> it's also like you want a little perspective in it too, but right, right, uh, it, yeah. it'll work itself out. Yeah, it's just, it, yeah, it's. I think last week, just to, to keep it very keep it short on my team, but last week showed me a lot of just like we did not play super great. We haven't like looked super great yet this year, but to win against like a strong Boston College team, which. Jeff Halfley can coach. Like I know you yeah. know because and, oh, I know I know. You, and you know you miss him, but he is one of the most underrated coaches in the country. And I don't like facing Boston College now because of those guys are coached and like coach well and they believe. Yeah. And like he has his guys ready to go. And I'm super impressed. And they're gonna keep getting stronger, you know? And oh. yeah. Well, I, they're gonna they're gonna keep getting stronger until Halfley 
gets courted for a, a bigger school. And then that school, it, wherever he goes, then watch out. You know, I mean, you've got you've got USC sitting out here. Right. Yeah. You know, like yeah. Halfley, they could go after Halfley. And if he could, you know, the recruits that they can pull with Halfley's coaching and his culture. My goodness, like they're yeah. not going to they're going to be the teams you don't want to face in the Pac-12. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. And honestly, the, then the Pac-12 is up for grabs of like who can be a predominant power. And if you can keep some of these Cali guys staying. Yeah. I mean, Ooh. it'd be very, very interesting to see. Very interested to see how that, how that kind of, how that kind of plays out. So maybe one final question we can talk about and then we can, can wrap this up. You know, of course you have preseason polls for, for the top 25 and who's going to be uh, all these different places. Then of course you have the preseason odds for Heisman. And so of course, whoever's picked as the front runner is not going to win the Heisman. <laughs> so, I mean, do you have any kind of gut of what you would say for Heisman? I feel like names are being thrown against the, thrown against the board and just seeing what sticks right now. But I mean, do you have somebody who you're like, man, that's been fun to watch him, him ball out this year. You know, uh, I mean, Bryce Young is obviously good. I think if you were going to look at odds from Vegas, he right now would be your favorite. Um, but I go, I kind of feel like you could just throw anybody in there on the mm-hmm. Alabama quarterback and, you know, they're going to be considered the, the you know, one of the favorites. So uh, I don't know that he is necessarily – it um i do like um the uh the old miss uh quarterback matt uh wait, is it coral corral yeah matt corral yeah yeah <laughs> i never remember how to pronounce it uh i like him a lot i wish he would have done better um i think that's just been fun i think he's just a fun quarterback um man i mean this is gonna sound funny but like this also feels very wide open which i'll say i like that I like mm-hmm. that we're in into October. We're five weeks in and we can't go, Oh, it's definitely going to be this guy or this guy, mm-hmm. you know, like it, Oh, you know, like the past five years, I feel like at this point, whoever ends up winning the Heisman has already had their quote unquote Heisman moment. We saw it yep. already. And then it just was, you know, biding our time until we got to the end of the season for them mm-hmm. to you know, just be handed the trophy that we, anointed them with, uh, in September. And so, um, I tell you one guy, and this is, I mean, this is gonna be a little bit of a, it's gonna be a little bit of a Homer, but a guy I think people need to keep their eye on is Ohio state true freshman Travion Henderson. Um, Mm -hmm. he is averaging, I think it's 9.3 yards a carry right now. And he's averaging a touchdown every 7.1 times he touches the ball. Yeah. Uh, kid is electric. Um, I, he's super fun to watch. So, um, I think if he, you know, things get tight, you know, I think he's, he is a guy that can take over some games. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and that could, that can be fun to watch. Um, but again, I, I don't know. This is literally throwing a, a dart, uh, at a wall while I'm yeah. blindfolded with yep. every offensive player's name written on them. 
So, yeah, I mean, I think it's super wide open. It's even hard to say like who, who would even say, cause some of the, the predominant favorites, we don't, we don't really know right now. I'll say two names that I think are very interesting to watch this year. Um, Kenny Pickett from Pittsburgh, who I was mentioning before. Don't go there. Come on. I'm not saying he's going to win. It's just saying it's fun to watch him, fun to watch him ball out. Right. He's got the two gloves and everything, but you lost to Western Michigan, so it's very hard yeah. to say that. So I'm not even saying that it's like for the highs. I'm just saying it's just somebody who's been fun to watch. But honestly, right now, somebody who I would think I could see do it is uh, Ritter from Cincinnati. That kid's because, good. I like because he threw, for, he threw for almost 300 yards against Notre Dame on the road, two touchdowns. It's a signature win, which the Heisman is very much about having a signature win. It's somebody who's like on the radar, but then a little bit off the radar recently. Yeah. If they if they went out and are on the way to make the playoff, it's very hard pressed. We don't have anyone else super standing out to not give him a nod for bringing yeah. Cincinnati to another level um, of playoff. Also, I will say, and we can end it just end it on this. I mean. I'm not always the biggest troll fan of people, what they're doing, but Cincinnati's level of <laughs> just being ready to like, they put the Cincinnati uh, Elm, uh, little logo on uh, Rudy's jacket. I saw that. 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 that was pretty funny. And then they had uh, Brian Kelly quotes. I was about to say, his that team. was better though. That one, that was better. I mean, I, I just have to say kudos is the Cincinnati social media team. I love that you guys are ready to do that. So, yeah, yeah, you know, so Bearcats rising, baby. Yeah, I mean, Fickle can coach. I mean, I know we're talking about Ohio State, former Ohio State assistants. So, not not <laughs> always my favorite to talk about, but I'm saying th- those guys, those guys can coach. So, I gotta say, those are just guys to to watch out. They're having good years. So, yeah. So there you have it. We got a bunch of fun games happening this weekend and looking forward to keeping keeping this rocking and rolling so chad thanks so much for joining this was really fun great times as always can never talk too much college football nope nope all right guys thanks so much for listening and for now we are signing off